Okay, Tayrachas title is Menoiras Zahav. Uh, just to give a little bit of a lead, and we've been talking in different ways and different contexts on our journey about his batlos, about aligning ourselves with uh, with Ratzon Hashem. In the first Tayra, we talked about the Chachma having our Tfilas answered, but uh, seeing the divine wisdom, the Ratzon Hashem, and everything. We talked about uh, in in the sixth Tayra about Kvayt Elokim versus Kvayt Malachim Chakar Davar to the extent that uh, well, I guess we'll say. Like this, uh, to a person who's an officer in, in in the king's army, the higher you go, the more that you are associated uh, with the king. A person who's closest to the king literally is an extension of Ratzon Hashem. If there's any autonomy there, any independence, any separ- separateness over there, so then the higher and the closer you are to you, that you climb up the ranks towards the king, the less independence and autonomy that a person has to have. Uh, and we talked about the, the to that to the extent that a person has his botless and they nullify themselves, they align with Kfayt Elohim, and they'll be above any sort of an investigation by whether by Malachim, whether by people. We talked in the last Torah, the seventh one, about Emuna, about aligning oneself with uh, with, the, with the source and with tefillah and miracles and being unlimited by, uh, by Teva and this worldly things. Um, and uh, basically, that that's in our hands to the extent that we want to al- that we are able to align ourselves with with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, That our lives will be governed by those types of uh, considerations and Ashkacha Pratis. And the, the role of a tzaddik comes up both in a uh, in a macro way. We discussed in the second Tyra how even if everybody is coming to bring their peace, which is intact to the Mishkan, it's the Moshe Rabbeinu, it's the tzaddik Hadar. That in a macro way, in the organism of Klal Yisrael, is the leader that's able to put them. To put them together into one overarching, overarching structure, uh, where where Klal Yisrael is able to be aligned and intact and uh, and attached to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and in, even in terms of a microwave, a one-on-one way in the fourth Torah, which is going to be a lot of crossover with this one actually, uh, when a person says vidui in front of a tzaddik uh, and so on, and in, in a person's personal tshuva, that the tzaddik ends up being the the conduit in certain ways, where the person is able to attach to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and and uh, and and help a person do uh, tshuva on his own sins, and now we'll talk about also another element of the tzaddik in terms of uh, leadership. But the, this Torah starts off for Isi vihine minayras zav kula vegula al raisha. I saw, and there was a minayras zav. It's a pasuk from uh, in Zechariah, Parak Dalad pasuk Beis, in the Haftar of Shabbos Chanukah. We'll say in a second, just one last small introduction in terms of when this Torah was uh, was set over. But vihine minayras zav kula vegula al raisha, and there was a bowl on top of the minayra. The Tyro was set over Shabbos Hanukkah, uh, December 25th, 1802. Shabbos Hanukkah, Kislev, Tuf, Kuf, Samach, Gimel. So actually very close to when it is now. And in the Chaye Maran, in the Sefer, mentions that this Tyro was the first Tyro that Rabbi Nassim, uh wrote over the entire thing from, uh, from Rabbeinu, from Rabbi Nachman. And just quote from the Sefer Chaye Maran as the last introduction. He says, Rosh Hashanah After the first Rosh Hashanah that became closed to him, which was the Rosh we have some of these other tyrants. He began to train me. He was an apprentice in order to be able to write over his Torah. This is the first one he was to write over. That's this Torah. 
So interesting. Now we are we are learning a, a new thing. How was how were the Torahs actually recorded? The way that they were given over the Torah was said on Shabbos. There was obviously no recording itself going on on Shabbos. Then at the time of the writing, Rabbi Nachman went back over the Torah one piece at a time with Rabbi Nassin. He would say it over in Ashkenaz. And I would sit in front of him. And then Rabbi Nassin would write it over in Lashna Kaidesh Val Piraiv and most of the time Khazarti Vikarisi I saw the fun of Akashigamartik Sivasa and then he would again read it back over to Rabbi Nachman. Okay, so now starting this Tyro, we are going to explain uh, so now we, we talked about aligning ourselves with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, but what happens when a person has a lack? It comes from sin. A person needs to infuse himself with chios. So we're going to discuss in this in the context of an, of an intake of breath, but we'll say that this is an anacha, this is a groan, this is a krechts. On, there's a, an intake of, there's an, well, there's two bit parts to it. There's the exhale, there's the, the, the groaning and the, the krechtsing over the idea of, ay, there's, uh, to do tshuva and tefillah and feeling bad about something. But then there's the, the intake of breath, and that is infusing oneself with, uh, with chiyas. And based on the kavana, so a person is infusing their, the, themselves with a with a uh, with a, with a proper chius because uh, we've mentioned before that there, the world is built on a certain framework. There's a framework in a spiritual sense and in a physical sense that are aligned. When we do this down below, we have what's called an isarusa dilasata. We, uh, we, we do certain actions over here. Those trigger certain realities above. And therefore, uh, we know that we're going to talk about the Yud Gimel Midas and Erech When we are able to infuse ourselves with Chiyos in the proper way, in the form of a breath, that will trigger a corresponding Erech like a longness of uh, a, a longness in the face, but uh, in, in Erech which we'll talk about uh, upstairs, um, which will also be able to give us chius, uh, and we'll talk about the role of the tzaddik in this. Let's start. Hine yakr ganuche v'noya, the uh, preciousness of a groan, shakayin krechts, me'ish Yisraeli, the exhale again is done in the context of tefillah of tshuva, and the intake of ruach uh, is infusing oneself with, uh, with, with ruach and with chius, with the essence of life, that will be able to fill the lack in a spiritual and a physical sense, but in a form of tefillah. Ki hu shleimus hachasreinais, and that the intake of ruach is essentially filling the the void that needs the life right if you're out of breath you need to intake breath that gives you that gives you a renewed uh, re- renewal through this neshima which neshama neshima but through this breath which is ruach a person draws in chiyos so that happens upstairs as well, although we'll see that it's not going to be direct. Sometimes we need a conduit, and this is done through a uh, through a, the, the role of the tzaddik, who is the embodiment of Tyra, and we'll see his role, how he helps facilitate and connect us uh, through our breath and through our attachment to the tzaddik with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and through this breath, and through this ruach, nivra ha'aylam. We're going to see the place of the ruach and the creation and the kiyum of the world and of people. Where do we see that the world was created? 
created through Ruach, Maishakasav Ruach Piv Kultsavaam. That through a Kaddish Baruch Hu's Ruach, the Ruach of a Kaddish Baruch mouth, when a, one blows or when one breathes, there's no attachment. If you blow straight, not like I guess, don't think about blowing up a balloon with like your cheeks, where there's like a. But if you just like kind of blow through a straw, it goes directly from the lungs. It's it goes directly from from inside one. Man Nafach Mitoiche Nafach. When you blow, it comes from within. So the Ruach Piv Kultsavaam that a Kaddish Baruch Hu created the world. So that the Chiddush Ha'Olam and also. Lost Lava and Chiyas Amesim will also come via Ruach. Yagam came to Bechinas Ruach. Kamosha Kasev Tishalach Ruchcha. Send your Ruach Yibarei, and they will be created. Created with Sechadesh Pnei Adama, and the world will be renewed. Chiyas Amesim and Imos Hamashiach, and also of who Gam came Chiyas Haadam, and it's also Chiyas Haadam. So we see the world uh, was created and has Kiyam and will be renewed, and Chiyas Amesim, and also an Adam. Adam itself, uh, uh, Adam Rishon, humanity, because the chiyas, the essence of life, is through breath. Rabbi Kramer brings in the note that he says the neshama was given to man so that he would rise above the physical and aspire to spiritual heights, and therefore every breath should really be at some bring us closer to Akadosh Baruch Hu. But he quotes the Zayar Chadash that man was created through nishmas chayim, and sometimes we unfortunately lower ourselves to nefesh chaya, to, to almost being animal-like rather than uh, aligning ourselves and fulfilling our, our elevated function. However, by, by, by doing this anacha, this krechts, and drawing it out and breathing back in, replacing our ruach chayim, our essence of life, with the positive kavanas, we can return to our elevated position. And then again, besides for the world and besides for Adam, really everything is coming from ruach, kaila nishmas ruach chayim ba'apav. That everything is really the the essence of life of everything is malubish in this ruach in this wind. Like Chazal say that uh, that if neshima if breath is lacking, so then life is lacking. So now we focused on that in a positive sense, but now we will say also the other side of that coin is that there's no neutral. In fact, the Chayvus Halavavus when he talks about different types of actions, in one place he starts off saying, well, there's good, bad, and neutral types of actions. But the truth is, is that there is no real neutral because if we're the person is not thinking nothing if every single opportunity is a is a is a chance for us to get closer to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so then we are either focused on getting closer to a Kaddish Baruch Hu or focused on something else nimza ki ikar chius kol hadvarim the, that the chios, the iker kiyam, the essence of the sustaining, uh, of the sustenance of everything, ruach, that we're going to see that this ruach is mekayim, the reality. Um, the, actually, just as a, as, as a one note, it, it, to create a vacuum, the, everything has a godliness in it, and we either relate to the godliness in everything, like we said in the first Torah, the Chachma, the divine seichel and everything, or there's a vacuum over there. I believe that the Balatanya brings down that this is, if a person wants to stay away from a veyra, let's say a person is walking down the street. So a person is not going to be thinking about nothing. His thoughts will wander. His eyes might wander. He might see something that's not good. How, what, is it, what is the first line of defense that a person can do to not, uh, to not be distracted and let in, uh, let in negative thoughts? Fill your thoughts with something positive. If a person is walking and looking, uh, looking around about Neflois Habayre, he's thinking about the, how wonderful a Kaddish Baruch Hu is, then his mind won't be a vacuum in order to be steered towards the wrong things. So over here, that again, 
back to what we're talking about, we want to fill ourselves with positive chiyas because if we create a vacuum, then it is going to be open to be sustained by something else, some other negative spiritual energy and forces. When there is a lack, there's a void, there's a vacuum. That that chisarn is going to be in the energy. If it's not filled up with the positive divine input of energy in a positive sense, then there's going to be something else that gets let in. Where this lack is going to be in the lack of ruach, like we're discussing. Because since it's ruach, that's makayim something. So now, if a person, there's some sort of a void in the lack, so then there's some sort of a lessening of the positive expression of divine energy in them, and that that has to be replaced. We'll see that that lack comes from a pagam, it comes from sin, it comes from a person who's moving away, so to speak, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, how would this get replaced? So this this krechts, but before, again, we're really talking about the intake of air almost before the krechts, or I guess you could say, after, but this it's the a longness of breath. And this is a bechina of erech which is to lengthen the ruach. Now, by the way, in terms of erech that is patience that extends life. We actually discussed, if we remember, in the sixth Torah, in Ois Beis, we said that Keser is a lotion of Hamtana, of like waiting, of patience in a certain sense, which is also a Bechina of Tshuva. But this this is both for Tzadikim, but even for Rishaim. We'll see that sometimes Rishaim need time to do Tshuva. This Erech HaPayim, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not only on Din, that a per, it's like a, a quid pro quo, that a person does Navera, and therefore, since they're not entitled, they're not using the life for the right purpose, so then you're going to shut off the, if the energy is not going to the right purpose, then you shut off the energy. There's a circuit breaker over there, but a Kaddish Baruch who will extend life where they need it. The idea of giving over life is a, a mitzad chesed, where we don't even necessarily deserve it. There's a lack over there is erech And the way that we are able to, one of the ways that we're able to try to trigger this is by restoring our life with kavona of intake of ruach. In the positive sense, we can also impact that a Kaddish Baruch should have erech with us in, in order to give us a chance, mitzad um, tshuva, to, do, to, uh, to atone for our sins. When we are grown over our chisaron, over our uh, over our lackings, and we extend our breath. That we are replacing the chisaron, that we feel this lack in our energy, this lack in our attachment to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and we refill it with the source of life, with this positive kavana. Because the reason that we were that we were uh, distant from HaKadosh Baruch Hu because of our own actions, but it resulted in a lack of a kiyam and a lack of a spiritual energy that we were, that, that, that the, the wire was not fully connected with Ratzin Hashem, and therefore, in order to reconnect it, through this groan, it's one way that we can move towards an act that with the proper kavana we will restore our Ruachayim, and in fact, uh, the Bir Likutim, 
one of the Perushim says that also that this is why Hakadosh Baruch Hu quotes Shegam Machmasah Hitbia Bayrei is Baruch Beteva Adam Laharachas Rucho Begnicha that Hakadosh Baruch Hu hopefully we should use this Kayach for the right reasons, but that when we feel Shvach Hakadosh Baruch Hu put it into a person that he is going to uh, have a natural reaction to this with an intake of breath and a sigh and a groan, and then once we have this we can direct it towards the uh, the positive sense. However, just noting that we do have to be careful that this groan does not direct us towards atzvos, towards a, a, a lack of energy, because a person could be very strong. However, if they're ba'atzvos, if they're if they're lethargic, so then they will have a lack of energy and they will become they're they're not going to be energetic about going in the positive sense, and they'll let things pass over them, and it won't have the desired effect. So now that we discussed in nice aleph the chias that the essential life is is uh, in the form in our terms of the ruach chayim in terms of breath and the spiritual sense also, and that the anacha the groan the krechts is able to restore this and extend life. Betaras Chesed also, even when we don't necessarily deserve it, it can trigger Erech Apayim. So now, the, we mentioned that there's going to be the role of the Tzaddik involved. Sometimes we need a helper, we need a conduit, we need a, a attachment point to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And we, we know that a Tzaddik, a Tamil Chacham, the Tzaddik Hadar, is it's a person who wants to be Davuk to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. The Gemara says to marry their daughter, Tamil Chacham, do business to a Tamil Chacham. That is, in a lot of uh, big sense, our access point. So therefore, where do we draw this Ruach Chaim from? In a, in a ruchni sense also, da... So this is also aligning more in a spiritual sense, in a physical sense. We're talking about just having the intake of breath. But in, in order to, for this to have the desired effect, so we need to have, to be to believe, to be maimon, to have faith, to be mekayim his eitzais, we need to align ourselves with the tzaddik. There's a reason he does not usually use the term rav, but it's going to be aligned with the, the, in the negative sense. We'll see this lesson of rav. So in order to parallel one to the other, but we're talking really in a sense of not just the tzaddik, a person's a rav, a person who's a tamad chacham, a miti, that the Torah, that the Torah belongs to him, that he's one with the Torah, the tzaddik v'arav shebedar, at the highest sense, ki ikar ruachayim hu because what, where is the clearest conduit, where is the clearest expression of where ruachayim comes into the world? Through the Torah. That the Ruach Halukim is hovering. It's Merachefes on the Mayim, and Mayim is a reference to Hatayra. And if we remember, or we will just at least reference the fourth Tyra in Isvav, he said, the, 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 And we quoted actually, the name is a Gemara, but we quoted from the Kutte Halachis that, uh, that, that uh, a person, Tzarach Adam Shi Kadesh Atmo Kolkach Bedibur. It's almost like the ink on, on, on the parchment. It becomes one with it. It's not, it's not a separate thing. The Gemara says, you know, how foolish people are that stand up for a safer Torah. They don't stand up for, they don't stand up for in that Torah, we were talking actually about Moshe, who came to be mechaper to add life, right? To be mechaper for Klal Yisrael, and he says that that if I'm if I've reached the state of bittul, so then you have to you have to forgive Klal Yisrael because then they have access to to it. And if you're telling me that Klal Yisrael is not going to be able to be forgiven, because that you're essentially saying that I have not reached that state of bittul, and therefore uh, there could have a negative consequence of of me hearing my own shvach and the Torah and so. 
forth. You know, Ayin Sham. There's a, there's a, a couple of connections between this and the fourth Taira. But this that, this idea of the tzaddik and the Rav Shebedar, a person who is totally mavatel himself to Ratzon Hashem, to, we'll, we'll mention in a second this idea that Taira is is almost I don't want to use the word in, the embodiment, but the symptom of the the expression of Ratzon Hashem in this world, and, and therefore once you have this tzad, this ruach halakim rachefes al mayim, which is Taira, the the Zayir says. Uh, I'll just quote the one line: "Tachazi Baruch Avad Akadosh Baruch Hu La'Alma That Akadosh Baruch Hu He made the world with Ruach Hu Baruch Hamaskaimen sustains the world with Ruach Ruach Diinan Dalan Be'Oraisa It's the Ruach of those that are Isaac in Taira. I'm gonna have that in in my note. And therefore, a person who is mavatel himself to the Talmud Chacham to the to the expression of Taira in this world that becomes the conduit and the vehicle through which we are able to receive and attach ourselves to this Ruach. And this is what the tzaddikim represent. That the ikaruachayim is with them. The, I'll just mention one quick story because it's a beautiful story I heard from Ivan Lopiansky about Rav Noach Weinberg. That uh, zatzal that that uh, that Rav Noach Weinberg had apparently invested a tremendous amount of kayach money, resources, whatever it was, into a particular into a particular project, and people had come to to Rav Noach to the Roshiva Veisha Taira. And told him that uh, I'm not. I don't know exactly the context that some other people, some other group, had taken off with this idea, and they'd essentially made it theirs. And they were very upset about it because it would seem to have to to have made all of the investment of of effort and resources that Rav Noach had put. It, it was almost like a waste, and somebody else was taking credit. And Rav Noach's immediate reaction was, "Baruch Hashem, now we can move forward into into the next project. Now that somebody else is successfully assuming the responsibility for this, we can move over." There was nothing personal invested in that. A person was totally uh, totally bottle and had his bottlers to Ratzon Hashem into the task and if there was already something being taken care of that could benefit people, it didn't have to be him. There was the, It wasn't about him. It was just about the person who was best situated to accomplish whatever it was. So this is the the, the place in this world that we need to align ourselves with. And when a person is able to align themselves with, with the tzaddik, to believe in the tzaddik, it aids us from the tzaddik, to take on the ruts and direction from the tzaddik, then when a person is able to have this intake of, of breath, then his ruach, in a spiritual sense, is really coming via the tzaddik shebedar. That's a person's attachment point to the in, influx of divine energy into this world through the Torah and through the, the the human expression of ruts and Hashem in this world. Because this tzaddik is one with the Tyra. And that's where the Ruach is coming into this world. And that is why the Tzadik is called Ish Asher Ruach Bai, where he's able to have this influx of energy to, uh, to the people. Why? Because it is the person with the ruach zir sheyoyday lahalach neged rucha yishel kol echad veechad. And this is this is a big point. Also, there are different reasons why a person might want to be a leader, might want to give a shear, give something over. One is because in order to prepare and give it over, a person has to know it much better. So, in a certain sense, he's giving it over, but that's a selfish giving over in another sense and th- that that really becomes ineffective. I heard, I think from Rabbi Gladstein, maybe he was talking about. Um, 
I'm having a brain freeze, but one of the the Hassam Seifer, I think I had two Rebeim, one was uh, one was the Hafla, and the other one was I'll remember in a second. But in any event, uh, in any event, he said that those are the types of Rebeim you want to steer far away from because there's one thing that I should understand who you are and what your needs are through my eyes. But then I'm not really fully empathetic. I can't really understand and realize what your considerations are, your emotional considerations, how you perceive something, your sensitivity. I can understand that you're colorblind, let's say, but I won't really truly see it through your eyes. Then there's another person who is able to appeal and able to empathize with Ashir Ruach Bai, that he's able to be the leader of everybody, that, that he's, he's able to really understand from their perspective what they need. We've mentioned before that the, the godless of, of somebody, if you have a PhD in uh, physics, it's the example that sometimes I use, the godless of if he's giving an eighth grade, a ninth grade, a high school class is not where he's able to say something very fancy and then they'll take out whatever they take out of it. It's where he's able to understand the kernel of the principle of truth uh, that, that he's trying to convey, understand the terms in which you will understand it, and frame the principle of truth without losing anything in terms that you can understand in the muscle, in a sports analogy, in whatever it is. And therefore, the proper conduit for the Hamon Am, for, ev- for the everyday person, for every single person to be able to attach to HaKadosh Baruch who is this tzaddik, but not just the tzaddik who has his own perspective, but the one Asheruach Bo who connected every person is able to understand in what way they're a clean, in what way they're going to be able to receive and to be able to form this connection, taking himself totally out of the picture. So in Panemius, that Moshe Rabbeinu was saying this about Yeshua, that in terms of getting a leader, because the tzaddik is the one who needs to connect and he knows how to connect every single person with this Ruach Chaim. And now we're going to connect this with a. Oh, I just wanted to mention one, uh, one, one note over here. The uh, that Rabbi Chaim Kraber brings that. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. That that's essentially the the general idea of of what he said. Vizeb Bechinas, and this idea aligns with a Gemara that has by David HaMelech's harp. It says that David HaMelech positioned his harp so that the Ruach Tzafainis, uh, in our terms, we put east up. We always think about north as being up and east as being right and west as being left. But uh, we're going to talk about the north. If you think about the east as being up in the Gemara, if you see a picture of the east in like those little diagrams is usually up, the north would be on the left. That would be the, sm- the, the smile. But there was a, a, a David HaMelech positioned his harp so that the Ruach Tzafaini, which uh, means the northern wind, it also Tzafaini also means a lack of void that needs to be filled, we'll see, but that the northern wind would blow through his harp that had strings and then that would wake him up and he would wake up at Chatzais and learn Taira. So this Zebechinas, we'll see the panemius of this Maimar Chazal, Ruach Tzafainis, that this Ruach Tzafainis, this northern wind, but this wind that we're, this Ruach that we'll say will fill the lack, uh, a base, the first letter of the Torah has the open end on the left side, that's the void, Hamenasheves Bakinor Shel David, that blew through the Kinor of David, Kinor Shel David Hayachamesh Nimen, the harp of David had five strings, Keneged Chamishay Chomshay Torah, Veruach Tzafain, and this Ruach Tzafain would connect to allow it to resonate the five strings which were connected the, the tefillah we said that this groan that, that, uh, that, that infuses things with life would blow through and come together with the Torah that the Ruach Elohim the life force is hovering on the Mayim on the Torah and, uh, and now this already is uh 
is is uh, the, the sort of Chaim Kramer says that this uh, this this already is how the, the theme is developing. That even though every single person is an individual and every single person is coming from their own lack and needs to fill the ruach in their own way, but ultimately their expressions coming from the source, coming from the Taira. Uh, you can you, you can imagine, I guess you know, in just Lamashal, uh, a prism is where you have the white light, but it diffuses if you put the white light through a prism and it has different colors. So then already the, the, the there's different kalim and different expressions of that, but all of the to the extent that you can find that that everything is really nichlal in the source so even though everybody every person has their own lack and their own need for, for, for fulfillment we can all find our our chios and our life that's nichlal that's a, that, that's contained within the source and if we we align ourselves with that so then that's where we're going to find our kiyam but anyway in the text it says ki ruach hu haruach this northern wind this wind that fills the lack is like the ruach hatsafon Tzafun is hidden, right? Uh, uh, Tzafun Baruch, but it's hidden. Belibai shall Adam shubachinas haruach chayim. And therefore, it blows. It's going to be able to fill the lack in a person's lave. Where do we align? Oftentimes, we talk about it in terms of the Yitzhahara, but where do we align this idea of a lack in the lave? Kitzafain chaser. Tzafain is lacking. The reason that north is aligned, the same word as, as missing or lacking, has to do with the, uh, with the circuit of the sun vis-a-vis the, 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 the northern hemisphere, but whatever it is. Ki amrut tzafain chaser v'hachisarun hubalave. And the place of where there's lacking in the lave is the, le- the smile, the left side, that I will give you the requests of your heart. A person has a request, it's because they don't have something. It's what we've discussed before. That's why tefillah, we really say, is for us. We can't say that we're giving our Kaddish Baruch Hu anything. You can't give somebody something if they weren't lacking it, right? But the, the, what our Kaddish Baruch Hu gives us, our Mish'alas Libecha, that when we're lacking something, so a Kaddish Baruch gives, so we see that the lave is the place where there is a lack, where there's a tzafun, and therefore the ruach hatzafun, which comes to give to the to the the hidden part, that's what infuses back the chiyus in the lave. Uh, of the of the mavakesh uh, and Yamale Hashem Kol Mishalos Sechan Hakadosh Baruch Hu fills those Mishalos. Now, just as a one reference point, now that we're starting to really make our way through some of this, so we can see how everything does start to come together in the second Tyra in Eis Vav. Also, we reference how Tyra and Tefila come together. We'll just quote that one line because if we're together on the journey, it's these are the times when I don't want to take too many left turns, but where you can really see things starting to come together. We had said Isaiah. In the second Tyra, called Tyra, Adam Loy made Lishmar Velasos. When a person learns Tyra, called Isiyais Hemnitzaitse Neshamas, the letters of the Tyra are the Neshamais, right? We're talking about Neshima, but, but these align Vedhemnis Labshim Bezaychat Fila, they are enclosed within Fila Vinis Chadshim Shamb Bechinas Ibar. Uh, etc., etc. Uh, what he had said over there is that there's some expression of the Torah post Chetarishon, which has which is a, a tremendous potential in Kayach, like a Ibor, like in the gestation period where there's a, there's essentially life that's uh, that's waiting to express itself, and it's Malubish and Tefillah. And when the Tefillah comes to the Tzadik Hadar, we discussed some of these concepts over there also. That's able 
able to bring out the full expression of the Taira and of the Nitzaitzes of the Isis of the Torah, which align the 600,000 letters in the Torah and 600,000 Neshamas. And that's where the, our, we and ourselves and uh, the, the Yidin and Yisrael Varaisa Kotcha Brechuchadu can find their full expression through the Tefillah and through bringing our Tefillah to Tzadik Abdar, which, uh, which is almost uh, a similar idea that we're discussing over here that the that the ruach, which we're aligning with tefillah, blows through and re- makes the strings of the Tyra resonate so that there can be exp- an expression of Tyra and tefillah working together, each one strengthening the others. Now, the problem that we have over here, however, is that if the source of life, everything has divine energy in it, otherwise it wouldn't exist. The problem is, what about the Risham? What about the, per- the people that are not aligning themselves? So they also have lacks that are met and needs that are met, and they also seem to be alive in the world. So where is it that the Rishayim are able to sustain themselves from if they're not aligning themselves with Tyra. Asak, Rashi says, is Lushan of, uh, of uh, Sarah, Davr She'eno, something that's removed. But they speak out against the Tzadik, excuse me, Begav of Avuz with gaiva and disgrace, gaiva is arrogance, right? Is there anything wrong with arrogance? Hashem malach geus lavesh, Hashem isn't clothed in gaiva. Well, gaiva, if you are the source and you are you, you are the best and more than anything, nothing can compare, then it's perfectly appropriate. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem malach geus lavesh, but anybody else who's, uh, who, who has gaiva, so then you are essentially saying that you are responsible, you are the smartest, the best, you know, that, that you have something coming to you, you're entitled. So that's totally inappropriate and terrible and moving oneself away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So these Rashayim that's speak out against the tzaddik, where are they going to get this ruach? Where are they attaching themselves from the source of life? And we see that they do. Because we've said before, We've said before that there's Zel Umazah who Bachinas Esav. So when there's a void, there's a vacuum, there's a lack. So the negative side, the Acharayim, we've discussed, the, the, the Sitra Achra, the Klipa, there's some other, we're going to see like a short lived, a short term source of life. And that's going to be Bachinas Klipa. One of the things we talk, we talk about Klipa, if you have a, a, a peel of an orange, it's bright, it's vibrant, it's beautiful. Once, while it is aligned in its role as supporting the orange, so then it is. Is alive and it is uh, it has a source and it has a function and it is battle to the source. Once the peel takes it's a gaiva, right? Once the peel takes on its own, it's a beautiful peel. Why does it have to be aligned with this orange, which might even be a duller color? It's not going to be in its role of protection. It's going to be its own thing. It comes off and then it's just a slow death. It might be vibrant and look good in the very short term. However, it's really just going to end up drying out and peeling and fading away. So this Rav de Klipa, this short-term, at least, vibrance that they're going to sustain themselves from is a Bechina of Esav, which, again, this is not the first time that we've seen Esav. We've already seen Esav in the first Tyra. Just to mention Ice Dalit of the first Tyra, if you want to take a quick look, it says the same idea. Literally what we're talking about. It's it's. it's, it's Unbelievable that how we're starting to really have things come together. A person who does not tie himself and bind himself with the chiyas, which over there we're talking about in terms of the divine, the chachma, that the divine wisdom of everything. What do we say over there? Zebechinas Esav. Shabiza Sabachayra. That's a bechina of Esav, which is Malchus Harisha. Bechinas Levana de Sitra Achra, right? The Levana, the Malchus. When is it the Levana fulfilling its role? When it is totally bottled, totally reflective of the sun. However, once 
something has its own gaiva, its own autonomy in there. Something is there. The hose is not fully attached to, to, to the source, right? If a, a, a kli is going to be limited to whatever it's hold unless it's attached to an unlimited source. But once, once it has something of its own in there, there's something on, like we said, the Levana reflects the sun. If there's something on the projector screen, all of a sudden it will not fully reflect what's there and it becomes magnified if there's a little hair on the lens of the of the projector so all of a sudden on the screen it becomes very big so this is asav that's malchus de rasha malchus should be totally reflective lace the garme it should be totally reflective of the ruts of the melech however when there's malchus de rasha when all of a sudden it becomes divorced from the ruts and hashem that's a bechin of asav kamoshakasav the asav yeshli rav now in the psukim by yaakov avinu asav is telling yaakov avinu i don't need what you are going to give me because i have a lot but this lushan of rav that we're going to use to say that it's almost I have my own independent source. I have my own Rav. I'm not looking, remember I mentioned before that said we said that Sadik and the Rav Shebedar. So he says, I don't need your Rav. I don't need your connection to the source. I have my own Rav. Rav the Klifa, Vahu Bechinas, Alufei Esav. When it talks about the chieftains of Esav, Kemoshem Targum Unklis, and what is the Targum Taichir over there as Rav Revei Esav, Bechinas Harav de Klipa. And that's where they are being sustained from. So again, we saw these two two points. One of them I mentioned already, this idea of where Esav comes up uh, earlier. But the second point that I would just want to uh, that, that I would just want to mention is uh, that the the uh, the Rav Chaim Kramer in the note mentions that one of the dangerous things about Esav, one of the dangerous things in terms of our association, our attachment point where we have this Rav the Klipa is not just Stam that that uh, that, that it's going in a bad direction. It, it, it's it's the point where they become, dist- there's a distortion and confused, meaning a person who walks into, you know, who has an association with an animal, that's not where a person, you know, wants to act uh, in his animalistic urges. An animal is, I don't know, eating whatever he wants, pig is rolling around in the mud and the person says oh wow look they can do anything they want I want to also it's where something is where there's an attachment point and a certain identity and a person misidentifies with uh, with Ra. So we had mentioned this also again at the end of the first Taira. We had said that the the mitchila that the yitzar hara appears mislabish atzmo b'mitzvahs umates adam kiilu mesiso lasos mitzvah. This was aishches in Taira Aleph that this is where the yitzar hara presents itself. Right? We talk in the, in the Rashi, I think, in the Chumash, it talks about Esav was asking how to mice or salt and so forth. It's where the yitzar hara mis, misrepresents itself. However, uh, as, so how, however, that's really where the it's the rav the klipa that they're both a rav, but and they both seem to be coming from the source. But one of them is coming from this true source of life, and the other one is really a distortion, and then it takes on its own identity, which is not really bottled through. There's chachma there, but it's chachma lahashchas like it's a destructive chachma, and it really is leading a person to the wrong direction. It doesn't really have his batlas; it's just a facade. Vehu bechinas ruach toma bechinas ruach saara. Right, Esav was sayer. So this Ruach Tuma aligns with Ruach Se'ara, a storm wind. This Sa'ir, a Lushan of Sa'ara, a Lushan of a storm wind, very powerful but short-lived. There are no storms that take on forever. And now that these Rasham are being sustained by this Ruach, but this, this short-lived powerful, it seems to have its own Kayach, but it's not just a steady wind that's endless and infinite, but rather it takes on its own thing. It swirls very quickly, but it'll go down. Ha Ruach 
gadol v'takif l'fisha'a. It's strong temporarily. Like a storm wind that is strong in its time. Where do we see this in Tehillim? A pasuk that says that the the uh, evil ones are are snorting at their enemies. Also a lotion of breath. It's coming from the same type of a source, but a distorted uh, a distorted uh, type. Yafiach daika dafka frames it rishayim in terms of this blowing of this breath. Shemes gabra leim on the peep that it, it overtakes the ones that oppose them. Aidei bechinas ruach piv through their ruach. And that's opposite the idea of a Ruach de Kedusha, that we want to infuse ourselves with the essence of life we breathe in, in taking to fulfill our lack, to align ourselves with the source of divine life and energy. And they have their own, so to speak, autonomous, independent one, which appears to be strong and has koach in the short term. However, it is short-lived. Even though it doesn't have a true kiyam. Like our, our peel on the orange, our vibrant peel on the orange example, it's just really living out a slow death. Death. Umasar gufe vinish and ultimately it's uh it's this, it's disgusting, and it will be masar. It will make it negative, uh, destructive. Its own guf and its own neshama. But because one of the things that we're going to see is that it's not just that the that the rishus and the wickedness and the things that are coming away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be battled, but they, like many Pesukim and Tehillim, they set their own trap. It's their own ideas that will end up coming around to bite them, uh, to to take them down. And by the way, just to make one point that aligns with the Parsha, but I think it's a beautiful point, I heard Ron Lopiansky talking about the idea of pakoid pakadati, that what's there, what's there will be redeemed. We'll talk more about this probably, this idea in the Torah later as it unfolds a little bit. Bit. But the question is: Is if all of the Jews knew that the Savior was going to use this lashon, so if nobody knew it, then it wouldn't be a good sign. And if everybody knew it, then anybody could say it. What was the idea of pakoid pakadati? And he explained that it's not just the words; it's the idea of language. It's what's there will be redeemed. When a person, when when uh, there's two ways of let's say uh, a person finds treasure. A person could let's say work, buy lottery tickets and work for five years in a dead end job, and then one day he buys a winning lottery ticket or he finds a treasure on the ground, and he relates to the last five years of what he did as a waste. If he would have only known he was going to win the lottery ticket in five years from now, then it would have been fabulous. On the other hand, let's say a person is digging, digging, digging. He digs for five years and he sees no. Peros, and then all of a sudden, one day he strikes gold. So once he understands that, he says, "You know, I, I didn't see the end of the t- the light at the end of the tunnel until now, but now I realize that all of my efforts were really part of the process." So when we, the world that we find ourselves in, sometimes in the light, but sometimes in the darkness, are all part of the process. They're all coming from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And the way that Rav Lopiansky explained that he said that a person who's a false Messiah from from the Russia, he comes to save everything before is out with the old and in with the new. He comes to say that this is dazzly, this is this is unique. That the the dark sides, the difficult times were not really part of the process. They're never redeemed. Pakadikati wasn't just a statement, it was an it was an attitude of understanding that no, that the Avoda was part of the process. What seemed to be so negative, the Hester Putnam was really part of bringing us where we need to be. Some, when a person does chuva, the Averis turn into mitzvahs, and really our life we, we are digging, we're part of our Avoda. And when we get to that stage when we we finally hit gold, we're gonna turn around and see how everything was bad some part of the process and this, this idea Barishus is short-lived it's temporary it's just a snapshot in time and doesn't relate to the Chachman the Bria to the fact that everything is bad some coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. it really aligns very nicely with this idea of this Ruach Sa'arav where the rush is coming from so this idea though that the Rishus that this this 
short-lived dazzle is really what ends up that it, it gives them life in the short term, but that's what actually comes to destroy them. So in the Pasuk reading in, Mishalim Lesainav, we said that the Ruach fills in the lack. Elpanav, through the Ruach, we're going to see how these the words work in. Lavido, that's what destroys the Rasha. Umishalim Lashin Shlemas Hachisarin Shinim Shachlo. Mishalim is what pays to the Rasha. It fills in, gives short-term kiyum to the Rasha. Dahainu Bechinas Arichas Ruach, right? Halavai, that uh, the that the Russia should use this Arichas Ruach, this Erech Apayim, to use time to do tshuva, but otherwise it will just end up burying him with enough rope to hang himself. Why is it the Mishalim El Panov? Because Panov, Panov is a reference to the idea of Ruach, Kamosha Kasov, Hakaras Panim Ansabam, that the facial expression is Ansabam, Zehachaitem. And it answers for them, but this facial hakaras panim is chaitem. We talked about chaitem in the uh, in the second tara actually, but ze chaitem shehu bechinas haruach kamosha kasev ayipach ba'apav nishmas chayim. So ba'apav nishmas chayim, we see that apav is ruach kolasher nishmas ruach chayim ba'apo. So now we see that this mishal in the son of elpanov that this that uh, that the rasha also gets this ruach, this short term sustenance and the short term kiyum, but really that is what destroys him ahu. Even though he has the short term kiyam, la saif nevad kanal, he will ultimately be destroyed. That's why erachapayim is in plural. Kiaruach anashim that because the tzaddikim get life in the positive way, and the rishaim also get this temporary, this extension, this thing that does sustain them. However, ultimately is what destroys them unless they use it as an opportunity to tshuva. Otherwise, in the short term, it presents tzaddikim with bechira because it seems that Rosham are doing well, but this short-term Ruach is what they get, ki Ruach HaNashimu Bechinas Erech HaPayim, this ruach of breath that the Rasham get is in the context of in the bechina in the category of erach apayim v'hainu marach apay. Yes, Hakadosh Baruch Hu extends them the short term energy and life. Vigave delay. However, he, ultimately he collects it from them. In the end, he'll take it. Everything ends up evening out. Kiavshel fisha haruach gadol v'takif. Even though it's a short term strong ruach bechinas marach apay. However, ach lesoif gave delay. Hakadosh Baruch Hu collects what's his because everything ultimately evens out. There's an equilibrium. Uh, there's an equilibrium of the world. That, uh, that that ends up, everything ends up being where it's supposed to be, even though we don't see in this world, you know, why good, good things happen to the wicked and bad things happen to the righteous and so forth. However, in a cosmic sense, in a long-term sense, we live only in a in a certain slice of uh, of what we see. Everything really is here for a reason and evens out. Further... In order to position oneself to be able to fill oneself with Urachayim, then a person has to remove the impediments. A person has to first achieve a kapara and shuva. And this, like we said already also in Taira Dalid, this is another place where the tzaddik comes in, that a person is able to say vidu in front of the tzaddik and so forth, but a person is able to accomplish tshuva so that they can make themselves receptive and into a kli for this divine energy and be able ultimately to uh, to be and have a kesha with the tzaddik and attach themselves to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Va'al Kain. And therefore, because the the the, the Rav Tzadik Ms, who's the, the who's who's able to extend the Ruachayim to each individual, the Ishchacham Yechaprena, we had this pasuk before. I was looking, I couldn't find it, but I found it later. But it's a, it's coming off a pasuk in Mishlei. 
But the Ishchacham Yachberena, uh, the Pasuk is Hamas Melech Malachim Maves, that the anger of a king is the Malachim Maves, Vishchacham Yachberena, but a Ishchacham, a person who's wise, is able to pacify it. Kiachisaron, who machmas avonos. What's Chisaron coming from? Chisaron is coming from. A chet literally means to, to miss, right? like the archers miss. It comes up in the pasuk in the end by the uh, by at the end of shayftim, I think. Chet is a lack. It's 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 a missing of something, missing a target. Chisaron comes because of avonos. Chet is really the cause of yisurim of whatever's negative. Kamosha kasov upakati b'shevet pisham pays sins back with a stick. Ubenegoyim avonam and the yisurim come from sin. Valkain hatzade. And therefore, the tzaddik who is able to draw down and connect us with the ruach chayim again, because the tzaddik is the human embodiment of Torah. It's like the ink on the parchment; it's not two separate things. That just becomes the statement of what it's trying to say. Mechaper avon. That that is able to wipe clean. Avon to remove the effects of the Avon. And this, this, this Tikkun is done Dafka through a Tzaddik, though we'll see who has to be, this is going to come up later in the next part, which we're not going to do today, is he, he is Yoyred, uh, to the, to the, to the, to the, to into the sin, so to speak. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that more in Ice Hay. But however, it's Viter. And this idea of Uhumi Goidel Rachmanus Vachaninus. Now, Goidel Rachmanus Vachaninus, what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about the Yud Gimel Midois. Harachimim as a as a uh, as a process for restoring the sinner. Goidel is a lashon of kale. Sometimes says kale. Goidel gibor is a lashon of kale. Kale racham vachanun. Goidel rachmanus vachaninus. And the the, the goidel we're going to say part of the godless of of Kadosh Baruch Hu. Makom makom godless. Hashem teyam v'sanuso that that a Kadosh Baruch Hu was. Uh, and so he's able. It doesn't. It's not even appropriate. But what, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu did for us, the the infinite. Uh, when, when when something is a a keli, if if I have a cup and the cup takes some water out of the ocean, I don't really say that the kli that the cup is able to hold in the ocean water. It's able to hold ten, twelve ounces of water or whatever it is. But the ocean, from our point of view, is infinite. For something to be a kli for something, for something to hold something else, it has to have infinite properties. There is nothing in the bria if once something is infinite. It, then there can't be anything else because if there's something else, then there's then then infinity is infinity minus whatever that else is. So in order for there to be a kli though for. Akarish Baruch so to speak, that means that that other thing has to somehow be a kli of infinite proportions. That Hakarish Baruch conversation for another time, but that Hakarish Baruch encapsulated or made a, a point of of Ratzon Hashem that we can relate to, that's tangible, that we're able to have Tyra, that the Tyra should have infinite proportions, and that the Neshama of Yisrael that we can relate to Tyra, Yisrael Baraisa Vakotcher Baruch Chadu, that Yisrael, that Tyra and Hakarish Baruch that these things have infinite proportions to give us the access point that is Godol. That is not, not Godol as opposed to small. Godol is a relative, big, big is a, a relative term. You can have a, a big, uh, a big cockroach and a small house, right? However, if it's something that is Hagodol, that is, that is inherently just your big, right? Greatness. So that is that, that a Kaddish Baruch who gave us the Torah and gave us the Tzaddikim that we can embody the Torah. 
So this is Goidel Rachmanus Vachaninus Meaborius Baruch Shemosh Tzimtzim Atzmo Lios Haruach Chayim Eitzel Atzadikim, which is what we just explained. The Hainu Shemi Kablu Haruach Chayim Mehatayra that they took this Ruach from the Tayra Vehemamshichin Ruach Chayim Elachas Rainais, and that they're able to connect whatever there seems to be this lack in the Bria where people created a vacuum and didn't let God in, so to speak, and they are able to be Mamshich this Tayra and connect it with people that are have gone in the wrong direction and have these Chayit Nubazem Achapur Mavonos. And by letting in the light, the darkness will dissipate, right? By letting that in, by, by creating this connection, that will create a kapar for the avonos. And we'll discuss that other element of going down to the sin in a second. This is the idea of the Yud Gimel Midas Harachim, Hashem, Hashem. Now, I just will just mention that according to the uh, Arizal, I believe Hashem, Hashem is not part of it. It starts at Kel. But just we will talk in sequence from Hashem Hashem, Rav Chaim Kramer points out in the note that Hashem is before the sin, Hashem is after the sin, that the idea that we were able to attach ourselves to the source, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the world as a makom of avoda. our sins do not impact HaKadosh Baruch Hu at all to the extent that we are able to let HaKadosh Baruch Hu back in, the Rebbeinu we attach ourselves to the source that comes before that, that's above the dome of this world, so to speak. We anchor ourselves in, in Amuna, like we saw in the seventh time, so then HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows us to have that access to go beyond the scope of where any of our Averis had any sort of an effect and to be rooted in that. Kale, like we just explained a second ago, that that's the Gadol that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us this access point through Tyra through the Tzadik. Rachum v'chanun with mercy and, and favor, okay, uh, not totally fleshing that out now, Erech Apayim, so, but in this mercy, in this chaninus that he gave us, he extends also the Erech Apayim, what's Erech Apayim? Not that we deserve, listen, if we deserve it, so then there's nothing to talk about, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is willing, Rasham, he gives a chance to do tshuva, even to the Rasham, they can have this, if they don't use it properly, and they don't attach themselves right, then it becomes this storm wind, that's independent and short-lived, and just swirls around instead of being a flow of from the from the ultimate source it just swirls around and it creates this short term momentum however uh, that that he gives access to to life that we're able to draw in this breath and restore ourselves through tshuva and realign ourselves and this is the process Rav Chemes the composition of a tzaddik so to speak of Rav Chesed that, that nothing of his own that, that the tzaddik is only able to direct through chesed the life to the others ve'emes we discussed last time how Amuna and Emes Be'etzem go together, right? Emes V'Amuna, we say by Marev, during the dark times when we don't see it clearly is when we have Emes V'Amuna. But we discussed in the last Torah how Emes and Amuna attach ourselves to the source. K'mo shamarnu shemekablam haruach chayim e'atzadik rav de kedusha, shehu rav chesed, that he is able to give life to others. Hefech esav rav de klipa, which is just the, the, not a true source, but a short-term perceived source during that little slice of time, this ruach sa'ara, shehu admaini, which is red, which aligns with Din, Taikef Hadin, uh, which is really just this, this, this strict, this harsh, and really distorted, right? The Din is HaKadosh uh, Baruch Hu, there's other expressions of Din, but for now, that, that Esav is just coming as opposed to Rav Chesed, so it refers to it as Taikef Din, that the harshness of Din, Vahainu, Ve'emes, 
And if this Rav Chesed Ve'emes is coming from a Kaddish Baruch Hu's Midah of Emes, Ki HaTzadik, we're not fleshing out every one of these points, but if you look back at, uh, at Emes and Amun, Nachais Meishel HaKaddish Baruch Hu Emes, that that's really the truth. Emes is really the quality of being infinite, right? Something that's something that's false, so it only exists in a certain context until it, until the lie, until the Sheker falls away, until it topples over, because until all of a sudden you recognize what the truth is, then the lie is false. Or something that's Emes is in, in, inherently something of Infinite proportions. But the reference over here to MS is that Tzadik that aligns himself with the Torah, that the Torah is inherently MS, that it's Ratzon Hashem, that it's of an infinite quality, uh, and therefore, and that gives over Chesed, this Rav de Kedusha gives over life. The Alafim are referenced, even those who don't deserve it, he's able to extend life in the short term that they should do tshuva, but it's even going to be more than that. This goes into, into turning the, the negative into a positive, so to speak, that the tzaddik is able to climb in and erase the, 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 the negative from within. Rav Revei Esav, Shehem Rav Deklipa, that this is a reference of Alafim, which is Alufe Esav, which is Rav the Klipa. This is where the Tzadik even extends life into. And this is what it means that Akadosh Baruch Hu gives over Chesed via the Tyra, and the Tzadik was the embodiment of Tyra. I'm going to come back around. We're going to finish right after this paragraph, and I'm going to mention just a little bit about this idea to the extent that I understand anything at all of Hamtaka, and we're going to talk about it really more in the uh, the next time. So it says, And that's how the Tzadik is able to remove the effects, to lift off the oven v'feshat through this Hamtaka that fills in the lack, because once there's a void, then it sneaks in this other this other energy. But that through this this intake, this groan. But what we said is that this intake of life that comes via our, that we're able to have the effects of via our attachment to the tzaddik, who's the, phys, the the expression in this world that we can attach ourselves to. Of avonos. That's how our avonos are able to be lifted off, removed, so that we are able to ha- have a capacity for this divine energy. Uh, that we we remove. All of the stuff of that's other, right? The klipash, who's bechinas for ish chacham yechaprena canal that we said ish chacham is able to affect forgiveness. Vizel no se oven vefesha canal. It's able to through the this process of the yud gimel midos is how we can come around to remove any other expressions of anything essentially to make ourselves receptive to the divine energy and to ultimately become a kli, not just a kli that, uh, that, that, that holds things, but a kli like a, like we said, like a hose, like a conduit for divine energy that we become bottle to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And, and, and I just want to mention just, I guess, a little idea of this Hamtaka and the, uh, and, and, and the role of a tzaddik where we're going to talk next time about why, uh, you know, how, how the kind of the process works in, in Isaiah. When we talk about Hamtaka, it's not just a matter of, you know, A, overpowering, uh, over powering B. You know, in one sense, we talk about we talk about a hamtaka with, from within, from working in the din. In one sense, uh, not exactly this, because it's talking about chait and rishos. You know, on, on Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is Yom Hadin. So we talk about a kaddish baruch Hu going from din and rachman. We talk about hamtaka, but from within. So what, what would be an example? There's, there's different ways that we can, you know, that din can express itself. You can have a person that does something, and he's, you know, he has to go to jail for a year. Well, that's terrible. He's going to be away from his family for a year. But there might be different. Ex- 
expressions. You could, let's say, have t- five years of community service, which will allow them to stay home. It'll affect everything. Will even out the way it's supposed to be. But it's not going to be that there's some other piece that all of a sudden we're going to abandon. But you're going to take an expression of din and a hamtak of din. You're going to apply rachmim, right? There's uh, there's there's other ways. If I want to uh, to to give you something, I need to discipline you. I can discipline you in a way where I'm going to lock you up, or I can discipline you in a way where I'm going to put you to work. And through that work, you will feel productive and you will build yourself up. And that that very work, instead of just being you know a patch and a negative expression, that will become something that builds you back up. So in this context, uh, I'd like to say I guess uh, to to Michelle perhaps that explain a little bit where where the din actually not just that it's suppressed but that it changes. One example, and again, it's my understanding of the way that uh, Rav Lopiansky mentioned a mushal that aligned with a point that's made in the Tanya. That that I think will just give us some sort of a, uh, a a little understanding, but it's it's also in the context of the tzaddik himself, who who doesn't have this negative expression. You can have, let's say, uh, two two uh, territory, two countries that are that are at war, and one of them wins and takes over the other one, and all of a sudden, you know, it changes the the mode of dress, the uniforms, the national anthem, whatever it is. At, at, at one point, you'll have the, they they took over. There's a new king, and they're ruled by a different king, but they still align themselves as being from their original country. They don't identify with the new country. They don't now say that I am a country B man. They still relate to themselves as being from country A, and it's just that they that, that they still too they suppress their own national fervor. They they suppress whatever element it is because they know that if they know what's good for them, that they've now been absorbed. They have to listen, and even more than they have to listen, they now officially are ruled by a different country. But they haven't fully aligned themselves. They don't identify as something else. The second point, which takes this a step further, is if you can imagine, you can imagine a kid who, let's say, enjoys playing in the mud. At a certain point, he gets a little bit older, and his mother buys him a new set of clothing, and she says, "You better not play in the mud." So he doesn't play in the mud, but every time he passes that puddle, he would love to jump in. And then he gets a little bit older, and he, you know, now he's uh, he even as he walks by, not not only does he say, "You know, my friends want me to come play in the mud," and you know, I know that I can't do it, but later on, he's not really even interested in playing in the mud. But he says, "Back in the day, I used to have such a good time in that mud. Oh boy, those were the days when I." Could just roll around. And as he gets older and more mature, he literally comes to a point where it becomes more and more distant from him to where the mud actually disgusts him. He says, I can't believe, I can't believe that I used to do that. That's a disgusting, that's a disgusting habit. And you can apply this to somebody who's either like, you know, on a diet, who stays away from bad food, but he comes to the point where he reaches a state of health where his body actually rejects the unhealthy food or let's say for smoking. These types of things where there are people that do the right thing, but a person is not aligned. He's not really fully a tzaddik gummer until he goes within the negative. Not that it's suppressed, but he rejects the negative. It's not that I don't talk in shul. I look at it and the idea of, of talking, the idea of somebody playing on their phone in, I don't know, in shul on Tishabov would be like somebody sitting in an Avelis house and looking at jokes. It's something that I come to reject. And this is going to be the idea of tzaddik that we're going to explore a little bit more next week. 
The idea of being a, a, of a hamtaka, not just that the negative is going to be overpowered, it's going to be suppressed. It's the idea where the negative itself converts, right? That itself becomes an expression of what I've come to reject. That very thing that I used to engage in, that's something that in and of itself now is a point of avodah. Because I come to reject that I stay far away from that. Anything that's that's connected HaKadosh Baruch Hu is something that now for me actually is an expression of my closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I've literally changed. And that's how like we say that a person does Shuv Me'ava, that the Avera can become a mitzvah. That's Be'etzem where all of a sudden, it, not only is it not a negative statement, the way that I relate to that thing itself only really because I, I guess, engaged in it earlier on in life in a different stage, that becomes a point of how I can really express myself and my closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And I think in my understanding, this is one one way that we can relate to this idea of Hamtakas, just to make a quick sikum, and then we'll uh, we'll continue next week. We saw already in Ice Aleph that, uh, using Rav Chaim Kraver's note to just sum it up, that the essential life force of everything, the chiyas that gives everything existence is the ruach, which is which is breath, the, the idea of when we can take in this idea of ruach, this breath, through a krecht, with the, with the right uh, with the right kavanas, this can also draw down an erach hapayim, a patience, a source of life from, uh, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and this ruach of, this ruach of life is received via a tzaddik who is essentially davuk to the Torah. He's attached and intertwined with the Torah, and to the extent that we, uh, in a spiritual sense, we, that we're mavatal ourselves, that we align ourselves with the tzaddik. So then, that's our representation. That's our way of holding on. We from where we're holding, sometimes you need a, a, a middle ground. You need a vehicle. So we relate to a kaddish baruch Hu, We have our tefillahs. We have our taira. But ultimately. When we when we attach ourselves to the tzaddik, uh, and the tzaddik brings in the ruach chayim, he he does that, and 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 we're able also to draw on our own ruach. So then the the tzaddik, uh, t- together with us, is able to draw down this ruach where it will fill our lack. And we saw also that the idea of a leader of a generation, and uh, in the opposite, the the rishon receive their ruach, the, which is a short lived expression of ruach uh, from a ruach saara, ruach tumo, which is short lived, although it seems to be very strong. Uh, um, but Lamaisa, all all uh, all lack, all chisarn uh, ultimately stems from sin, and therefore, in order for us to properly uh, fill our void, what the first thing that we need to do, and one of the roles also of attaching ourselves to a tzaddik, is to clear out the impediment to us being able to absorb this ruach and to achieve kapara in, uh, through our attachment to the tzaddik. Yeshikayach.